hold hands and close your eyes. It's half past midnight, and you're listening to the Ghost Story Guys. Welcome to the Ghost Story Guys. I'm Brennan Storr. I'm Ian Gibbs. And this is a show where we talk about spooks, specters, and all the other things watching us from the shadows beyond the campfire. Some conversations only make sense after the sun is set, and this is most definitely one. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 24, and we're coming to you from that tiny mountain cabin you dream about but can never quite reach. Merry Christmas, Ian. Merry Christmas, Brandon. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Feeling festive. I've finally found another brand of vegan hot chocolate, so I've been drinking that instead of water since <laughs> last week. <laughs> oh, God. Basically, I'm going to die on Christmas, but I'm going <laughs> to die happy. Welcome to diabetes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if, if I don't die, I've got some time off coming up, so either way, I'm sad. Nice. Yeah. What, uh, what's the brand of hot chocolate? Vegan hot chocolate. I know. Exciting. Uh, Silly Cow Farms. And it's vegan. That seems like a weird combination uh, with I, the cow. Yeah, I know. I, I found it in one of the fancy pants grocery stores, and I was surprised that milk wasn't mentioned in the ingredients because of the cow thing. Right. Uh, they're in Vermont, so I shot them an email. Again with the milk. Uh, yeah. Vermont, yeah. yeah. Shot them an email. And they never got back to me. Oh. But someone in a vegan message board online uh, had experience with them and gave them a pass. <laughs> vegan message board? So, like, you're all pent up? <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all text each other when one of you, like, slips up and eats a Cheeto That's or something? right. Vegan support group. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not actually, you, you know I'm not vegan. We just have chicken wings. No, I, I don't contribute. I just feed off the collective knowledge like a sexy tick. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Anyways, h- how are you? <laughs> I'm grateful I'm not a vegan. <laughs> uh, I don't think you would swear off meat, could you? No. No, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, I'm good, actually. I uh, This is my last, today was my last day of work for 11 days. Nice. So I'm excited about that. And I'm probably going to bake a lot of stuff, cookies, bread, that sort of thing. Very nice. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm good. What's, what's first up, baking? What's the first thing? <sighs> I am planning, I found a recipe for this secret recipe thing for Cinnabon Cinnabons. Oh. And it gives you like the dough and the filling and the icing and the whole deal. So I'm actually going to try and make those on Christmas Eve so that I can bake them Christmas morning and they will be fresh, hot Cinnabon Cinnabons. Oh. I know. And I'm sorry they're full of cream cheese. Yeah, I know. Of course they are. I haven't had a Cinnabon in ages. Yeah. No, they're pretty amazing. They're not healthy at all. Well, no, of course not. It's Christmas time, so screw that. Have you tried the cinnamon buns at Patisserie Danielle? No. They are so good. Really? Yeah, up on Cook Street. I, I know. I've been in there before. It's very authentic. It looks pretty grubby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> French, you know. <laughs> French. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, no, I, I haven't, but I will now. Check it out. Okay. They are really good. I had That was one of the last... One of the last, uh, you know, things I had before losing the my, my dairy card. The ability to <laughs> consume dairy. Yeah, yeah, no, they are so good. Okay, well, you know what? I've got the day off tomorrow. I'm hanging around downtown. Maybe I'll scoot oh, up there and lucky bastard. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, you know, uh, Rachel uh, GW made a joke about having a Ghost Story Guys bingo card. <laughs> oh, really? That includes uh, Brennan talks about food <laughs> and goes back to talking about food. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I kind of think she's on to something. Yeah, I think she might be. I wonder what she said. No, I don't want to know what she said about me. Ian well, no, she puts re- down Brennan. <laughs> no, she referred to your amazing ability to, to say uh, quite controversial things and just skate. <laughs> so, due to, I, think, I think the wording was to some internet miracle. Yeah, well, it looks in charm. That's how I get by. That's why you have a podcast. That's, <laughs> that's why I got my book yeah. deal. So I recorded that 
ill-fated album. That's, <laughs> burning all, up the airwaves. Yeah, burning up the airwaves. It's all looks and charm. That's, uh, that's what I'm skating on. And now that I'm getting older, it's wearing thin. <laughs> it's Christmas, so I'm going to agree with you. We talked about doing a, a little baking for this episode, speaking of food. Uh, yeah, we tried. Uh, <laughs> we thought about it. Since it's Christmas, we were going to talk about a, a really great book called The Old Magic of Christmas by right. Linda Radish. But uh, since it's not really a book of ghost stories, it wouldn't have fit our usual format. So we kind of had to toss it. But it, it does have a lot of well-researched info on old Christmas and traditional seasonal recipes. Yes. So we encourage you to pick it up. Yeah, it is cool. Um, actually, Luke would probably get a kick out of it. Yeah, because it's full of weird facts. I was thinking folklore, but... Like Luke. <laughs> I'm not putting that no, in. No, in a good way. <laughs> I mean that in a good no, way. No, He's like a human encyclopedia of the weird. Uh, you know, the compl- you think they're compliments. I things. think he would take it as a compliment. He's British. I'm British. He would understand me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, we talked about uh, each baking one of the dishes from the book, uh, but uh, we're both lazy, and yeah. in Brent's case, allergic to everything that isn't coffee, whiskey, deep fried chicken, or <laughs> vegan hot chocolate, apparently. Mm, yeah. So, but no, it's a good thing that we didn't, because I was kind of getting nervous about the whole thing. Why? You're a great baker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I am. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because because I'm not. Well. No, no that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> if I ever do make you cookies... Bet your ass I'll be spitting on them. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't make them any worse. <laughs> you mother... Welcome back. On this episode, we are not going to be exploring the old magic of Christmas. No, that, that was an 11th hour change. Yeah, but there, though we will refer to it a bit um, as we tell some Christmas ghost stories. Yes. Yay. Nowadays, we tend to think of Christmas purely in terms of wee baby Jesus and, you know, our edgy alternative friend who thinks he's the first to figure out how it's all the tool of capitalism, man. <laughs> uh, but I recently learned that once upon a time, Christmas was the place for ghost stories. Right. I mean, A Christmas Carol was published in 1843, and that pretty much is the definitive Christmas ghost story. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, seasonally, it makes sense. It's dark as hell outside. Yeah. In a lot of European countries, it's cold and snowy, or at least it was before everyone decided to buy SUVs. <laughs> and, I mean, if you believe the old literature, the fairies move house on December 21st. The fairies move house? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it more in our fairies episode next year, but uh, according to the 17th century monograph, The Secret Commonwealth of... Excuse me. The Secret Commonwealth of Elves, Fawns, and Fairies. Hmm. The fairies move four times per year. Hmm. Uh, hang on. I've actually got the direct quote here. I, it's in old, annoying English, so I'm going to translate a bit. <laughs> they remove to other lodgings at the beginning of each quarter of the year, so traversing till doomsday, being impudent and staying in one place, and finding some ease by so journeying and changing habitations. Their chameleon-like bodies swim in the air near the earth with bag and baggage, and at such revolution of time, seers or men of the second sight, females being seldom so qualified, have very terrifying encounters with them, even on highways. Hang on. Did you just say females being seldom so qualified? As, oh, yes. As in spiritual? Yes. 
But don't women seem to be more likely to see paranormal events, being more open to them? I don't know that there are statistics on it, but yeah, that's my experience. This thing was written in the 17th century. I don't, I don't know much about the period, yeah. but it's probably safe to say it wasn't particularly progressive. <laughs> it was an era where a disease referred to as teeth and worms killed something like 14,000 people <laughs> in 20 years. So it was just a bad time to be alive in general, but, but especially for women. Well, yeah, because, I mean, in the 17th century for women in England, you were chattel. You were yeah, yeah, property. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. The 17th century was better than the 16th for women's rights. Yeah, but yeah. It's, uh, it's like saying get a hit in the head with a two-by-four is better than being shot in the chest, really. <laughs> exactly, it's yeah. It's not, not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, you're technically correct, but both are lousy options. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, where were we? Right, yeah. So uh, Christmas being a great time for ghost stories because of long, dark nights and on account of it being elf and fairy moving season. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, if the author is right, they move three to other times a year, but it's scarier in the dark. Yeah. Also, according to the old magic of Christmas, Late October to mid-November is when the Feast of the Elves happens, or at least in southeastern Sweden, or sorry, southwestern Sweden. Uh, according to legend, it's called the Alphablot, which I think basically translates to elf blood, Ew. because there's traditionally a sacrifice offered to the elves. So they were like tiny gangsters? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, but we're not going to be talking smack about them ever. No, no because not in this building especially. No, no, no. Yeah. And since we're recording this on the solstice. Right. Yeah. I just realized that. Yeah. It's interesting that the people of the 17th century believed this to be Elf and Fairy Moving Day, though. Yeah. In modern times, most people will refer to the solstice as the thinnest day of the year, uh, when it's easiest to sort of break the veil between the two worlds. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess when it gets dark at, you know, two in the afternoon, it's <laughs> not hard to imagine the night is taking over and all your dreams, good and bad, are out there somewhere waiting for you. Yeah. Uh, since we're telling ghost stories tonight, I have a brand new one. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, I'm going to tell a story that I found online to set the mood. No, no, please. Gross. <laughs> it doesn't involve showers or nudity, does it? Because most of your stories seem to. I'll put my pants back on. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, okay, go for it. Just be nice. I'm always nice. Okay, be clean. Unless it, oh, <laughs> worryingly specific. Okay. <laughs> you know me well. Uh, since we have a, a sort of a growing listener base in England, I'm learning, I wanted to find a story from there, and, and it, it all kind of lined up. Awesome. So Sally was too young to remember all this happening at the time. Uh, she was two or three, but her parents told her the story much later. So her grandparents have a country house where the family spends holidays, um, and like a lot of places in England, parts of it are really goddamn old. Yeah, and you know, I when I was a kid, my we lived in England, and uh, my parents would rent this place called The Barn. Um, and Ominous. it was, yeah, and it was, uh, probably three or 400 years old, old slate barn oh, wow. built in the Lake district. Right. Um, and, uh, there was, it was my first encounter with uh, one of my first encounters with paranormal actually happened there. Really? Yeah. Because our neighbors had been up there with their kids and the kids told me all about sleeping downstairs and it was split up. The, so there was a big bedroom in the bottom area and then upstairs was the other bedrooms, the main living area and the bathroom was outside right beside the stairs that went down to the second level. And I was very excited to sleep by myself down in the lower level. This is what I wanted to do. I was four. I was independent. I was a man. <laughs> and um, when we got there, I remember going down there with my mom and feeling incredibly uncomfortable um, to the point of fear and saying, actually, I, I think I just want to sleep upstairs with you guys. And my mom was like, yes. And then whenever I would have to go to the bathroom, I wanted one of them to come and stand outside the bathroom door because wow. I didn't want to cross that th that sort of that stairwell, that threshold. There was something very, very wrong there. While I was there, my parents got the TV guide. 
And on the cover was a classical picture of vampires. I can remember it to this day. It was a man and a woman. She was playing a harp. He was standing there singing, and they had these pointy teeth. And I said to my dad, what are those? And he said, they're vampires. He neglected to mention they aren't real. And so he said, they're vampires, and they suck the people's blood and they're dead and blah 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 now in my little four-year-old mind whatever was wrong with that basement room was embodied in that picture that's how it connected right and so until i was 12 years old i slept with the covers over my head no matter how hot it was outside because that sense of badness yep i was absolutely convinced it was going to come and get me I mentioned this to my mom as a little kid. There's something wrong with that room down there. There's something wrong with the room. And she would say, no, no, nothing. You know, you're just imagining it. Right. It wasn't until I was like 25. And I said, hey, do you remember we used to go to the barn? And, and before I could even finish what I was saying, my mom said, oh, in that really messed up room in, in the bottom no. of the Yes. And I said, seriously? Because you told me, she goes, I just didn't want to have to stand outside the bathroom door with you every time. <laughs> so she was telling me I was imagining it because she didn't want to go with me. Um, but really, yeah, she absolutely picked up on it too. Jeez. So it, it, when it, just as you were saying that, it triggered that memory, but it also reminds me of the cage from episode 15, that woman oh, of who course. lived in yeah, that, yeah. In that witch's the, prison. Medieval witch's prison, yeah. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if people got murdered in that barn too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, well, please go on. The, just going back to the vampire thing very briefly, that yeah. kind of reminds me of a story I heard on, I think it was Mysterious Universe, they were talking to a guy who had quite an extensive dream journal. Okay. And one of the things that came up was one night he dreamed about, because he would he would astrally travel. Right. But he never really believed it. Right. Then one night he traveled to his girlfriend's house, right. who was, which was quite a ways away. Right. And he got to, he was above her house and looking down on it, and the whole place was surrounded by vampires. Whoa. And he thought, nope, and he went back to his body. So he called her the next day and said, oh, hey, you know, what'd you get up to last night? And she said, oh, I was watching a movie about vampires. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's almost like he was just picking up on what she was- What she was thinking. What she was thinking about because of this film. Wow. Yeah. All right. So g- getting back to Sally and the, <coughs> yeah. the house in England. Uh, when she was old enough to talk and reason, maybe around three, uh, Sally's parents brought her to the grandparents' house, in the you know, the country house. Yeah. And they gave her a room in the older part of the place. Now, apparently her folks had stayed in this room before and they'd been uncomfortable. They, <laughs> but they were cool with putting their kid in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they had bad dreams about a sinister figure watching them. Uh, they were fairly certain they'd seen little ornaments on a shelf moving by themselves. But seriously, they put a kid in there? Yes. Oh because God. they are a bad parent. <laughs> no winners of prizes here. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, so one morning at breakfast uh, in the run up to Christmas, Sally started talking to her mom and dad about Santa Claus and how he had visited her the night before. Now, of course, mom and dad, yeah, we have kids, right? They're looking at each other, and they asked what she meant. And Sally explained that Santa had come to visit her last night in his red jacket and hat, but that he didn't bring presents, and instead stood in the corner of the room looking at her, his mouth in a scary smile full of pointed teeth. Jesus, that's not Santa. That is that's not Santa. not Santa. No, they moved her out of the room Right away. Yeah. And she never saw him again. Well, I'm glad some sort of parental instinct kicked in eventually. <laughs> yeah. That is really awful. And yet somehow festive. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, so this next story uh, is not from Christmas, but it's close. Okay. Yeah. And the person who told me it, uh, who told it to me, was asked me to keep their identity to myself. Uh, Fair enough. But there's someone whose word I take very seriously, so I believe them. Yep. Uh, and so to make, I originally just intended to call them the person, but to make my life easier, I'm just going to call them Kate. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Kate works in a hospital as a housekeeper, 
And one night last month, she said it was the Monday after Remembrance Day, which I guess would be the 13th, she was on the late shift when two really unusual things happened. Uh, the first was at 8.30 p.m. She was down in the basement where the supply cabinet is. Uh, the supply cabinet is a locked mesh enclosure they call the cage. It's locked because all the caustic cleaning stuff right, inside. Right, yeah. So they were down in the basement when they heard what sounded like two faint female voices speaking over the intercom. Right. Uh, it seemed like the two voices were discussing patients, but it, they were hard to hear, and they were surrounded by a lot of um, electronic kind of crackling. Right. So Kate assumed they were nurses. Uh, the women were discussing three patients in particular, including one whose name is pronounced very differently than it reads in the file. Right. Uh, he's French-Canadian, so right. it, it, it sounds different than it looks. Yeah. Kate went upstairs to the nurse on duty, Jennifer, to see what was going on, because it was unusual for that kind of conversation to be on the intercom. Right, yeah. And Jennifer assumed it had been Kate. Oh. So... When Kate asked her what was going on, she had no idea. Right. Uh, they were, I should add, the only two people working in the hospital at that time. Right. It's a small hospital. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> small town. Uh, Kate and Jennifer put together what they'd heard the women say, and they concluded that the patients they were talking about weren't actually in the hospital, but they were at an elder care facility down the hill. Oh, okay. Uh, so Jen suggested the two women were nurses in that facility, which would have been a perfectly good explanation, if not for the fact that the intercom systems in those two facilities are not connected. Oh, wow. It is not possible for those two those two buildings to communicate via intercom. So what did they do? They just wrote it off. Mm. I mean, what yeah. do you do, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't make sense. No. So you just file it away. Yeah. And I mean, I always wonder how many stories we lose that way. Oh, tons. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, regardless, that wasn't the end of it. So at 10 o'clock, Kate was just about finished work. So she went back down to the cage to put everything away. And after doing that, she had about 20 or so minutes to kill. So she sat down at the desk next to it and started killing time on the internet. Right. Now, at this point, she says she can't remember whether she heard or felt something come up behind her, but either way, she felt like something was suddenly right there. Mm-hmm. So, now, she said this isn't the first time she'd heard or felt something unusual down in the basement, but she said this was the first time it frightened her. Right. So, she stiffened up, stood, turned around, and just leaned against the, the, her lower back against the computer desk. Now, she couldn't see anything there, but she felt something she described as large and powerful. Hmm. And she decided to hell with waiting to finish work. Yeah. I'm just leaving. I've had that same experience. Yeah. Yeah. So she's just about to leave, but she hears a voice in her head say, don't step forward. It'll push you and you'll get hurt. Wow. Step to your right, then leave that way. Wow. So she did. Step to her right, left, and for half the drive home, she felt like someone was sitting in the passenger seat of her truck. Well, it was probably whoever it was who warned her was sticking around to make sure she got home safe. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So what happened next? Well, that's the end of Kate's involvement, but um, what she described put me in mind of uh, something else I've heard from that town. Okay. Uh, Although before I get there, I I forgot to, before I forget to include this, Kate went back to work the next day and the guy who works the morning shift in the same place said, hey, I feel like someone's been staring at me all morning. Hmm. She hadn't told him anything about what had happened. Wow. So he confirmed it without her even saying anything. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but this person who works at the elder care facility, uh, a different one than the one I've, I've just referred to. Yeah. But they work the night shift, and she told me that at some point in the days and weeks leading up to a death, you can feel this overwhelming sense of presence massing in the main dining hall. Uh-huh. Yeah. And almost a month after Kate had these experiences, the patient whose name the you know nurses were having a hard time pronouncing died. Wow. Well, I, I mean, it's an extended care facility. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's really checking out. No, <laughs> no, like that's well, a, they are, but yeah, you know, not alive feet first. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it could be a coincidence. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, since we're talking coincidences, uh, I have two more for you. Okay. 
So the first one is one of my own from a couple of years ago. Right. I was almost all the way to sleep one night when I heard two women talking through the wall. Right. Not unusual. We're kind of right at the front of the building. Yeah. We hear people talking outside all the time, but these voices weren't coming from outside. They were coming from my living room. Okay. That's a bit unsettling. <laughs> yes. And, and not only that, but they were discussing the movies on my shelf. Oh my God. Yeah. Spe- I remember specific titles and how they hadn't seen something or they could didn't know what one thing was. Right. Right. Yeah. But I, I fell asleep before I could do anything about it. But the last thing I remember is them giggling. And Kate said the same thing about the voices on the intercom. Wow. Yeah. What's the second coincidence? Uh, the second came a couple of days ago when I was listening to episode 116 of Into the Fray. Uh, one of Shannon's guests was telling a story about an invisible force shoving him at work. And it happened sometime in November, and from the sound of it, whatever shoved him did a hell of a job of it, because he's still having problems with his leg. Holy cow, just like Kate, except he did get shoved. Yeah. Wow. So now that we're all creeped out, <laughs> it feels like Christmas. Your turn. Oh, my God. Yay, Merry Christmas. Uh, before I do that, have you um, ever heard of the Three Fates? I think so. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure this is from the Greek mythology. They're supposed to be sisters, Clotho, Lachesis, and Atropos. According to the legends, Clotho spins the thread of life, starts it, right? Right. Lachesis determines the length of life. Right. And it is Atropos who cuts the thread at the time of death. When it's time for the person to die, she's the one cutting it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Supposedly, she would also determine how the person would die. I know you're describing two people and the fates are Greek myth, but I feel like there may be something there. Like there may be, uh, you know, how mythology is sometimes the way we explain away parts of the world we don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're kind of inspired by, you know, what you're describing here. It's, it's, I see that there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, that, that hadn't really occurred to me, but I mean, I, I tend to believe, and I never used to until I got into all this paranormal yeah, shit. Yeah, I hear you. But I, I sort of believe now that a lot of what we call legend or myth, actually the myth rather, it has its basis in a real thing. Right. It's just not exactly the way the legend is. So it's not three sisters, maybe it's two. Yeah. You know, but maybe because we like this whole rule of threes thing. You yes. Know, we, it, it's got the trinity and all that shit. Well, and handily it does tie into Christmas because what is that line from Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? Uh, Three chicks. If- no, 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 no. If the fates allow. Right. Oh, okay. That's the line in the song. And I know that specifically because when I was deeply ingrained in the Christian religion of my parents, uh, we would have to change that oh, to really? say, if the Lord allows. Really? Yes. So the, there is no room in Jesus Town for the fates? No. No. Uh, because only God has. Three chicks. Right. At once. But it, it struck me even as, what? No. <laughs> it struck me as interesting that... Um, if God was so all-powerful, why is that one little mention of a Greek legend so threatening? Yeah, what's that, that whole thing about- it has to be cut from a song. Pulling in the one thread in a tapestry. Right, yeah. and then the whole thing of the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember as even as a kid getting into arguments with people because they would get so heated and passionate about, no, this is what God is. And I, I remember saying to someone like, you know, God, if God is as powerful as he is, he doesn't need me fighting for him. I, I do think that. Right? Sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't need to be- crazy because this is not my fight. Right? Well, I, I don't understand. You know, I, I, I do sometimes struggle with this because, you know, I think, okay, so God's over here. He's making galaxies. He's making galaxies. He's making galaxies. Hey, 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 don't, no touching there. <laughs> making galaxies, making galaxies, building black holes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wrong end, stupid. Stop. No. No. Okay, making galaxies, making galaxies. Oh, three chicks at once. That's awesome. Uh, 
Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean, right? I do know. It's what just you it's mean. a ludicrous concept that yeah. this almighty being is concerned about this minor thing, or or finding you a parking space. Oh yeah, oh yeah, or and helping you find your damn keys. Yeah, I mean, oh, there oh. were so many threads to pull. Yeah, I, it, I feel like we've just that was the sound of like eight listeners walking out the door. <laughs> right I believe that there is a power in the universe. Do I think it's that individualistic? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. Right. I mean, and and because no one ever seems to notice that God, their version of God, always reinforces their biases. Yeah, exactly. God never goes, "Hey, you know what? You're kind of being an asshole." Yeah, just leave it alone. Hey, yeah, and oh, on a side note, I created them too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Anyway, my Christmas ghost story. There are a couple I've been told. The first one takes place in Hawaii, where I wish I was right now. Actually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, me too. It's not pretty, not with you, but no, I wish I was in Hawaii. No, no, but it's cold here and rainy and yeah, kind of gross. So, yeah. Um, right, so we will call this person who told me the story Mike because we only have three names that we <laughs> use when we're coming up with generic names. Mike was 12 and his family planned a Christmas trip to the Hawaiian island of Kauai. They were going to visit an aunt who lived out there. Mike's uncle Tim lived in Kona, and Tim was apparently quite the character. He would pick one thing, get great at it, then move on. This particular year, he had decided to get great at French cooking. So everyone was really looking forward to catching up after he made the short hop between islands. Tim never got there. He was found dead in his home a few days before Mike and his family got there. They still went ahead with the trip, though, and one day while his aunt was driving them around the island, they got out to explore the beach. The car was completely turned off, and this was before the era of keyless remote entry. When they went back to the car later in the day, the radio was on by itself, no key in the car, and guess what it was playing? Was that... Mike called it a lovely little jazz song with a woman singing in French. Huh. He's never been able to find it again. Wow. Yeah. That reminds me a little bit of what we were just talking about with the shit playing through the speakers. Yeah, 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 right. (laughs) This next one's from a guy I'll call Bill. Bill's father died in an accident in 2005 while Bill was very young. Eight or nine years later, Bill, his mother, and his brother were watching the movie Jack Frost which I guess is about a father who dies and comes back as a snowman, right? I think I've seen this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, well, there, there are two Jack Frost movies, but yes, oh. I, I know the one you mean. Michael- Isn't one a murdering Jack Frost and the other one's the Michael Keaton one where he's the dad? It was about a serial killer who ends up possessing a snowman. To answer your question, yes, I've seen it. No, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, anyway. <laughs> that sounds so dumb. <laughs> I'm glad you watched it, though. It's like Thanksgiving. It's not good. Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's about, a, about an evil turkey. It is not. You nope. Are, you nope. Are... Nope. It's real. It's it's awful. It's not even worth watching it for humor purposes. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Evil turkey. And of course, you spend time watching it. This is my life. <laughs> All right. So, Bill and his family are watching Jack Frost, the good one, when near the end of the film, when the father tells the family it's time for him to cross over and he starts to melt. During that scene, an iPod that Bill's mother had hooked up to a speaker on the other side of the room started playing all by itself at top volume. Hmm. It hadn't been playing recently, and there was no alarm set. It just came on. Bill and the family sat there in silence and never talked about it again, which is pretty common with families when paranormal stuff happens. Yeah, fair enough. But he felt like it was as if his dad came to say goodbye or hello or whatever. It was just a sweet thing for him to do. That is sweet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, it's hard for me to believe that we get to see our loved ones again after they pass. And I mean, it's one of the many reasons I never bought into religion. Right. um, Along with the questions we were describing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I've got a lot of people on the other side of that fence. And, you know, I mean, I love the idea that I might be able to see them again. Yeah. Some of them. 
Some of them I never liked in the first place. <laughs> yeah. There's a few where I'm quite happy that they're over there and I'm here. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. a great big paranormal moat. <laughs> That's right. Keeping the rabble from the castle walls. <laughs> this next story is from, I think, 2011. It was told to me by Marsha. Marsha was a teenager at the time, and her family was having their first Christmas get-together at her grandmother's house since her great-grandfather had passed away. His absence was noticeable. He'd been a big part of the family get-togethers. Everybody missed him. Later in the night, her uncle, who she describes as being a bit of a shift disturber, and I am using quotes there, started poking fun at things her great-grandfather used to do. It was innocent at first, but I guess he started going too far. I'm going to maybe assume alcohol was involved. <laughs> Joking about how the great-grandfather had had difficulty chewing his food at the end of his life. That's a dick move. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. then I shit on grandpa's grave. <laughs> Just, you know, that's a bit much. Right? So in the living room where this is happening, there's a shelf, which she described as almost like a mini shrine to her great-grandpa. His old pipe was there, pictures of him, that kind of thing. As soon as her uncle started making these over-the-line jokes, everything on that shrine self, which was the second from the top of the case, suddenly blew off and went everywhere like someone had thrown them. Which is interesting because there's a story like that at the James Bay Inn. Really? At the James Bay Inn where Emily Carr died. It used to be a hospital. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just down the road from my apartment. Well, go there. Um... No, they have a terrible bar. (laughs) This all takes place in the bar. Um, Emily, it's believed, did not die in her room. She died in one of the sort of testing rooms or exam rooms, and that was in the basement where the bar is. Oh. So the men's bathroom is actually where they believe Emily Carr died. Um, Her presence is so often felt there and experienced there, they actually put a a poster of her on the door of this bathroom bar. Yeah. And one man was, um, it was like a, a end season thing for baseball. It was sort of the intramural baseball thing. And this guy had just come out of the bathroom and sat down, and his friend said, hey, did you see Emily in there? And he goes, yeah, and I pissed on her. And everyone laughed. And as he's laughing, everyone at the table saw his beer mug pick up off the table and pour into his lap. Bullshit. Seriously. Really? And there was another thing with a, uh, uh, there's a big, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was something over the bar that the bartender put up. You know the kind of thing where they're giving it away, like a chair or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. They hung it up there by wires over this bar. And they'd recently gotten a new picture. And it was just under this thing that was above the bar. Well, this gentleman was sitting at the bar talking about this picture. Oh, I don't really like it. Um, the bartender said, oh, the owner picked it out. You know, it's a nice painting. Blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, nah, it looks like shit. looks like something Emily Carr would paint. And this thing dropped oh, right wow. under the bar. Right under the bar. Didn't hurt him. Didn't kill him. Hit the bar. Fell on the floor. And they all just sat there like, who? Okay. So this story? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think when you get whatever it is upset enough, it can do some damage. It can make a big sort of big motion all at once. Make a big noise. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that bar is, it's the worst. It's so depressing. I haven't actually been in there. You're not missing anything. I assure you. But maybe that's why it's so depressing. Anyway, Marsha says she obviously can't say for sure, and it could have all been some kind of freak coincidence, but she likes to think it was her great-grandfather showing up to get her uncle to smarten up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's fair. I like that. Uh, were there were there more? One more. Okay. This is from uh, a guy named Zach, not the Zach who listens to the show. Sorry, Zach. So, last year while he was home from college on a Christmas break, Zach was telling a story at a family gathering. If I remember correctly, it was like a fun takeoff of the first Christmas story. So the family was gathered in the kitchen listening to the story, and when Zach got to the part about the angel bringing the good news for all the people, a single, but clear, bell chime was heard from one of the empty rooms. It only lasted two or three seconds, but Zach remembers being distracted by it, thinking, 
God damn it, not now. That's so cliche. <laughs> I like Zach. He sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> right? After the chime ended, Zach kept reading like nothing had happened until a few seconds later, it happened again. Hmm. This time he got angry because he figured someone was just screwing with him. Right. He even considered the possibility of his brother, who lived 100 miles away, having snuck into the house to mess with him. He puts the story down, goes into the room where the noise was coming from, and he saw a miniature wind chime on the wall. The strings, which were all tangled up, still slowly moving back and forth. So they were tangled up, so it would have been a lot harder for some kind of breeze to move them. Yeah, exactly. Zach decides... they were inside. They were inside, yeah, definitely. Zach decides to go back into the kitchen to finish his story, which he did without any more interruptions. At the end, he noticed it was really windy outside, and maybe a minute later, everyone heard two big crashes. They rush outside to see what's going on, and two Christmas pies his mother had been making had been blown onto the ground and ruined. Okay, so that, that's a cool story, but why the hell are the pies outside? <laughs> well, I wasn't able to get any clarity on that, maybe to cool them. Okay. People do that. Uh, Zach, I put them outside like they're a bad dog. <laughs> you put the pie on the windowsill. <laughs> yeah, right? And then the, the, the cartoon coyote comes and steals them. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Zach used to try pretty hard to be skeptical and was certain that the wind had blown the pies over but he couldn't really come up with a believable explanation for the bells. I can't, I mean, I mean, I don't know the situation, so I can't think of anything either, but it does remind me I have a Christmas chime story and a bell story. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So the, the bell story was, I'll tell last, that was just sent to me the other day. All right. Uh, the chimes, it's a personal one. So uh, Nick, my wife, she loves the 10,000 Villages store. Right. And used to be on our walking route downtown, and every now and again we'd stop in. So this one time, they had a set of delicate bamboo and metal standing chimes that she just fell in love with. Right. And so later that day, I stopped by myself, and I, I picked them up with the idea I was going to give them to her for Christmas. Pretty slick. Hey, man. <laughs> I might be a degenerate in history's worst lover, but I am good at giving gifts. <laughs> That's true. Uh, these chimes are basically they're like parallel metal tubes hanging from a bamboo frame. Right. So they come with this tiny hammer. You can chime them. <laughs> So Christmas comes, she loves them, and yep. we put them on top of a shelf in the living room opposite the couch. And I tell her, you know, kind of half joking, if these things ever move on their own, we're leaving this place and getting a condo on the moon. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So that night. Oh, tr- no, that night. That night. Jesus. 2 a.m., I'm sitting on the sofa reading when I hear a sound I don't recognize. It's soft at first, but it seems to be growing in intensity. I look up at the shelf, and sure enough, those goddamn chimes are moving. Oh, no. They're swinging back and forth, and- Maybe 10 seconds after they get my attention, they start to settle down. And as I watch, they slow to a complete stop. How long did that take? Not long. I don't remember I don't remember specifically, but it wasn't long. And those things, it was almost like they, they increased in intensity until I noticed where they were coming right, from. Right, right. And then they stopped. And it never happened again. Never happened again. Like, do you think that was something that's just in your apartment anyway that was sort of like, oh, yeah? Who freaking knows? I, you know, I, and the I, fact that it never happened again, never happened. Oh, it was. I f- definitely felt like it was related to my making that crack. Right, hundred percent. Right. As to whether it was something in the apartment or whether you know some kind of I don't know passing spirit or something in the building or something with me, it was just one trying to screw with me. Right. I don't know, but uh, it was startling. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah, you I think? Was not pleased. Um, and what was the bell story? Uh, this one comes from a friend of mine who had a really rough year. Oh, no. Yeah, a little over a year and a half ago, he left a partner that had apparently for six years been physically and emotionally abusive. Oh. And he lost his job around the same time. Oh, no. Yeah, he's a good, good guy. And you know, ever since then, he's been picking himself back up and basically trying to undo the damage that comes from ha- spending a long time having someone tell you you suck. Yeah. 
Uh, so he's staying with friends at the moment. And the other night he was laying on the couch in the light of the Christmas tree wondering, where do I go from here? Right. And he, he, he drifted off to sleep. I uh, woke up again around four and immediately just same subject. I mean, you know what anxiety is like. Yeah. And his head, he heard the voice of an old friend repeating a phrase he used to say a lot, which is once more around the track. Basically, here we go again. Right. You know, right. same shit, different day. Yeah. Uh, but my friend caught himself before sliding down into depression. And, and he said to himself, yeah, once more around this track, maybe, but there are more to come. Right. And the moment he said that to himself, he heard a ting sound from somewhere in the tree. Like one of the branches had briefly pushed down and two ornaments had lightly clinked. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I mean, it, it could have been the wind, but- I've been to the farmhouse he's staying in, yeah. and it's built like a fucking bomb shelter. <laughs> Thick walls, heavy doors. Yeah. It's a cozy place. Yeah. Uh, and I've always thought my friend had a lot of people on the other side trying to convince him to trust his instincts. Right. And personally, I think this was them acknowledging his finally doing it. Nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping it's a new start for him, because what better time to, to strike out in the right direction than Christmas? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's kind of a reset time, right? It's like uh, the whole New Year's resolution thing, which I think is a pile of bullshit. But it is a good time to reassess, yeah. decide what you want from the year. I, I mean, for me, this year's been a big year of change and year of things going on. So yeah, yeah. It's nice to kind of go into a new year and go, okay, you know, enough with the transition bullshit. Let's make this change stick and let's go with it. Absolutely. Right? Rather than keep fighting the change or whatever. Yeah, or just keep telling the same ground over and over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into some listener mail. This episode of the Ghost Story Guys has been brought to you in part by CoffeeCrew.com. Welcome back. That's going to do it for Ghost Stories, but now we're going to get into some listener mail. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. Uh, We have a few, actually. Quite a few, again. Uh, We had (laughs) one. Which is great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, we had one from Bob who had a bunch of stories from Royal Roads University. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, he talked about when he worked there as a custodian. Right. Uh, and definitely felt uh, weird things going on there. Um, but if you if you are out in Victoria, I highly recommend going out to Halley Castle and walking around Royal Roads University. Um, it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had a quick email from Trish who wanted to apologize for the what she called the idiocy going on over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I said, well, that's fine. We just got over bat- 10 years of bad government ourselves. So <laughs> no apology needed. Exactly. But, uh, she said she's binged all the show and she enjoys it. So thank you very much, Trish. Excellent. We also had another email from Amanda from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. She's given us a few more stories uh, for our one-year anniversary episode. Nice. Which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. And she said that her boyfriend also has stories, so she's trying to convince him to, uh, to tell us some of those. So hopefully she does. Awesome. Amanda's boyfriend, if you're listening. Give with the stories, man. Give with the stories. We have a lot of listeners in Pennsylvania. We do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pen- I tell you, man, Pennsylvania in another life, I lived there. Yeah. I'm, I'm certain of it. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we also had a few more emails from Casey, which was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, nice to hear from her again. And she told me that she reminds 
She told me that we remind her of the character Sam and Dean from Supernatural. Um, I have not seen the show. I know we don't look like them. <laughs> They're much better looking than us, aren't they? <laughs> well, usually when you have your own TV show, I think yeah. that's kind of a prerequisite. Right, you, you that's, that's why we're in audio. Exactly. Only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were almost on television. Almost. I was in that pilot, but yeah, no. No, it didn't that did not know that. Uh, thankfully, it had nothing to do with me. I was very much a bit player. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, not going to happen. We'll get you on TV yet. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, she says we, we, she, we remind her at least of Sam and Dean, which is very kind. Very kind. And she recommended the season three, episode 13, uh, which is on Netflix. Maybe we'll watch it one of these days. Okay. Um, uh, didn't somebody else write in and say we were like, the drunk uncles that show up at the family events? Uh, that? That, um, yeah, it was someone else. But yes, they did say we sounded weird. <laughs> so we're drunk uncles. People, for, You know, I'm fine with that. Yeah, whatever. It's all more interesting than the person I am. So <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Any break from reality is welcome. You understand. I <laughs> uh, had another email from Rachel. Oh, from Battle Creek? Yes, thank you. Nice. <laughs> thank you. That's uh, three times I tried to say that. <laughs> Kept saying Battle Creek. I'm just here to help. Oh, Lord. Just here to help. But she was wishing us a Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you, Rachel. Very kind. Um, she's still enjoying listening to her show, which is, is great. Although, I got to say, when I see stuff like that, I think, oh, so is there going to become a time when they're not going to enjoy listening to our show? Is it a countdown? <laughs> you know, Anthony, actually, Anthony sent me a message on Instagram the other day. And he said, hey, man, still still really excited when I see your show. And I think, oh, so is there going to be a time when they're not excited? Yeah. <laughs> That's how my brain works. This so you 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 take it as a warning of impending failure. Yes. Wow, you're a positive. This, this guy. is the prison of my mind. Wow. Merry Christmas. That, yeah. <laughs> that is terrible. Well, yes. No <laughs> argument here. Uh, so yeah, Rachel. Um, Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you so much for for continuing to listen. Mm-hmm. And she asked us about the the merch link, which we should probably mention up now. Yes. So if you want to buy a T-shirt or anything else, we have mugs. We have. Wall hangings. We have shower curtains. Shower curtains. Pillows. Pillows. We tote bags. <laughs> coffee mugs. I use mine every morning. Nice. Yeah, I love it. We have all these things. Yeah. We actually ourselves have bought some. So I kind of, I am right now actually wearing my Ghost Story Guys t shirt. I like it in the dark. I get that a lot. No. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I meant the dark color. <laughs> it looks good with the white logo. Yeah. I've yeah, really yeah. only seen it with the white shirt, black logo. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, the, I like it. The black on white or the white on black looks, yeah. look, looks a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to buy any merch, go to ghoststoryguys.threadless.com. We have everything there. There's We have the black on white. We have the white on black. And I also have the cover for my book, uh, Strange Little Place. <laughs> of course you Available do. everywhere fine books oh are sold. Oh my God. I, I told you we were going to put yours up, but you didn't find out who owns the rights to the cover. I uh, Honestly, I forgot all about uh, it. Yes, I thought you had. Thank you for the reminder. I will get on that Thank and you. see what I can do. So then once he gets off his ass, <laughs> we will, if we can, we'll also have... Uh, T-shirts and posters available for Ian's book as well. Actually, Tori, if you're listening, and I know you are, Tori from Tetrad, <laughs> if you could just save me some time, be a lamb. Just send me, a, <laughs> just send me an email and lazy say, bastard. what? It's, it's, I'm multitasking. Uh, if, if you're out there, Tori, and you know the answer to that, can you please help me, please? Uh, so yeah, again, uh, and if you do buy something from the web store, uh, probably up until, well, basically until we run out of stickers, if you want to shoot us a message on Facebook... And let us know what your address is. We will separately ship you two stickers as a thank you. Yes. Uh, we actually just had someone do that. Uh, we did. Yeah, Deanna. She bought a shirt, and we I will send her stickers probably after Christmas. Now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that's very cool, and we're happy to do that. And yeah. actually, the two people who contributed to the GoFundMe, yes. uh, their stickers arrived as well. Awesome. Uh, Peter and Hannah. So yeah. that, was, that was very cool. So the, the, the post office does work. Funny enough, we someone bought a shirt for me here in town, 
And uh, Catherine, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, the profit on that was five dollars. Nice. So Ian and I got exactly two Slurpees. That. <laughs> That's our very first money ever made as podcast. It's true. Yes. But yeah, that uh, link is up, so that's great. If you don't remember what we're saying, you can always go to our Facebook page <laughs> right. and the link is there. And all, yeah, it's on the Facebook page. If you click, if you go to the Facebook page and click shop in the top right corner, it'll take you to the Facebook Oh, perfect. It'll take you to the store. And also, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, Rachel GW had written in to say about uh, magnetite nails. Might right. Because I've got the, the thing of magnetite above the door. Yeah. And she said that you know the nails might be a new line in a cult DIY. <laughs> I love it. And, uh, yeah, I, I see you, you spent a long time replying to her there. Uh, 17 characters in total. I'm a busy man. No, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I was just thinking, considering how much it cost me for those rocks, they were not cheap. Really? Yeah, I mean, not, we're not talking, you know, 50 bucks or something, but still for a rock. So, yeah, the Etsy listing for, for DIY magnetite nails, uh, <laughs> maybe not because those are going to be some expensive as nails. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and of course, we had a, a few people write in with their thoughts on the thing, the sound. Yes. And most everyone seemed to think it was uh, some kind of respiration. Okay. That seemed to be what we got back. Have they heard you breathing? Because <laughs> it's pretty dark. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so most people seem to think it was some kind of, sound, it sounded like a, some kind of breathing. Um, one person thought maybe a growl. Is that what knocked my mic off, do you think? Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that, that is interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I just put that together. That yeah. Maybe that's and, what was coming through. Uh, yeah. I mentioned this on the air. I came into the studio the other day. Um, can I mention you had a bad day? Yep. Uh, I was On last Friday, I was texting Ian. He was having a, a really bad day. And I came into the studio to get something. And in, interestingly, and he was having a, a really, really yeah. bad day. Not a good day. And when I came into the studio that day, his entire mic stand was on the floor and these things which is clamped to the table yeah the mic stand is clamped to the table i i have you know there are are maybe three people who have access codes and keys to this office uh i get an alert every time the alarm is disarmed yeah didn't get any alerts and yet it had somehow come off it was unclamped that's weird that's weird yeah it's weird I mean, it's not impossible, you know, because if it's angled a certain way yeah. and just tight, working itself free. I guess, but but yeah, it's, it we're was, not reefing on them. No, 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 that's like, it. And we're only in here every every two weeks. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in here more often, but your site only gets used every two weeks. Yeah. So I, yeah, I have no idea. Weird. But as I say, it was the same day that you had a you had a bad day. Symbolism. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to yeah. take that picture and send it to you, and I thought maybe it's too Man, early. Yeah, too soon. Little, little, too soon. Little, little tender. Little raw. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it could be, it could be that. Um, I mean, it's we were just discussing how the the uh, sort of in the, over the course of just an hour, the energy in here has shifted quite yeah. a bit. Not so. in here. No, it, but in the building. But in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in the hallway for sure. Uh, we had Luke right in, and uh, Luke, I'm going to be getting in touch actually. I, I, a couple, a uh, couple things to run past you. Uh, but he is, as part of his job, he happened to run into. A situation where he was able to ask people about uh, Wendigo-related things. Cool. Yeah, so he's going to get back to us. Apparently, the project he's working on is kind of under NDA right now. Yeah. But once it's not, he's going to tell us about it. Nice. So I'm pretty excited nice. about that. Uh, Melanie was in touch. She shared some great stories with us that Ian is going to respond to because yes. he did not see that he was specifically requested to respond. Not. I apologize. That's all right. So, yeah, so he's going to get back to you. And we are definitely going to use it, Melanie. I certainly appreciate you sending those in. Yeah. Really interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, and again, those stories are going to be for our one-year anniversary episode, mm-hmm. which is going to be on January, I believe, 23rd. Okay. It's actually about eight days ahead of our you know one-year anniversary, but close enough. 
And uh, there is a caveat to that. Yeah, so um, we are going to take a break after this. Uh, We're going to take one episode break. Just uh, give ourselves some time to chill out for the new year. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of a uh, Christmas time off. Because yeah. uh, a lot of work putting this together. Absolutely. And, and you do 95% of it. So <laughs> well, we don't you, you need the work. You need the break from the work. But yeah, so we're going to take a one episode break. And then we'll be back strong as ever with our sponsor who has officially signed on. Yes. So yeah, so our headphones should be here at some point. So excited. Uh, <laughs> and are those from Sweden? Yes. I love that. Yep. The Volvo of headphones. Square, boxy, but very safe on your head. <laughs> no, I have no idea. No. Uh, and like I said, if we don't like them, you know, we're not going to push them. But, uh, but yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. That's going to happen. So the yeah. next ep- uh, the one-year anniversary episode will theoretically open with uh, with an advertising skit. Wow. I know. I can't wait. You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> Finally, my grade 12 drama class will pay off. That's right. <laughs> Uh, before we head out, too, I had an opportunity to meet up with one of our listeners. That's right, yeah. Alexa. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was really cool. You, of course, are very important. We're called away to work. <laughs> well, you do what you got to do. Yes, uh, but no, it was great. We met up for coffee, and then uh, her and her husband took me for dinner. Very which nice. Was very nice of them. Well, so. see if I'd known there was free dinner in the offing. <laughs> called in sick to work. <laughs> see, that's that's how we get you. We don't, we don't tell you about the free food first. No, that's that is a good tip. If anybody shows up with. Like a big bag of red lobster, like I'm, I'm there. <laughs> red lobster, red lobster, and little people. Okay. And Alex also shared some photos with us, which you haven't had a chance to see yet, but um, they are some sort of interesting phenomenon she picked up. So we'll have to have a chat about that on the uh, maybe on the one year. Anniversary yeah, that's episode. a great time to do it with all the listener stories. Yeah, yeah, definitely awesome. Uh, and actually, yeah, she she has some stories that she sent in uh, that we'll be able to share at the t- at that time too. So, and yeah, remember if you happen to be in the Victoria area at any point in the next. I don't know, whatever, until we get sick of doing this or <laughs> we kill each other. It's one of the first <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, let us know. We'd love to be able to meet up with you if we can make, make it. And usually weekends are pretty flexible. I say that was an unusual call out for you. Yeah. It's uh, sort of an emergency situation. But generally we're, yeah, we're available and we'll be happy to meet you. And I think that's going to do it. I am looking forward to spending a week on the sofa, <laughs> uh, just watching movies nice. and playing video games. Awesome. And, all right. So thank you, as always, to Pizzanta Music for our theme song. Yep. Find him on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Music. Don't forget to rate, review, share, all those wonderful things you can do on all social media platforms. It does help. It gets the word out. So if you like us, please share us. That would be awesome. If you don't like us, keep it to yourself and just stop listening. That's right. <laughs> M- maybe... Maybe just keep listening if you hate us. Yeah. We'll win you over eventually. Yeah, absolutely. How can we not? Easily. We're us. Based on my past <laughs> interactions with people, but no, fine. <laughs> oh, and I almost forgot, um, Maggie also wrote in, and uh, she had, she's going to send us some stories. Oh, know. nice. So she got a hold of me on Instagram. Excellent. And yeah, and you can find me online on fi- uh, Twitter, uh, at Largely the Truth, Instagram, Largely the Truth. Or on Facebook, uh, if you want to friend me on Facebook, you can. Yeah. Um, you can also find me. I host a radio show, uh, music show every week on Wednesday at Stoke FM. So that's 8 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesdays at StokeFM.com or 92.5 Stoke FM if you're in the local broadcast area, which I doubt you are. <laughs> and the name of that show is also Largely the Truth, and you can find info for that show on Facebook at Brennan Stores Largely the Truth. Excellent. And you I, can pretty much only find me on Facebook because I don't know how the other things work. No, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah. I, I'm not on Twitter a bunch. If you if you ask me a question on Twitter, I'll respond. Oh, okay. But I don't use Twitter a lot. No. I'm not a r- super social person, but I will always answer questions. Yeah. And actually, that's the other thing we were going to say. So the one-year anniversary episode 
is going to be entirely listener stories, just like the Halloween episode. Right. So please send us your stories. If you have an encounter, a strange experience, we'd love to hear from it. And also, we thought this might be a fun time to see if you guys have any questions for us. Yeah. So if you have any question within reason... Um, I, you know, I, I mean, I can't imagine this. It's weird to me because I cannot imagine why anyone would ha- want to know shit about me. But if you do have a question specifically about, about us or about our interests or, or about the paranormal, I mean, we can try and answer that. We'll give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. But yes, yeah, send it, send it to us at ghoststoryguys at gmail.com or yeah. via the Facebook page sure. or yeah, the other social media places I've described. Yeah. And I think that's going to do it. Yeah. We will be back. On January 23rd. Holy cow, 2018. 2018. It's going to be a better year, I think. I think it'll be a good year. It'll has no choice because I've decided this is the case. <laughs> and I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. You have a wonderful time with your family or whatever you're doing. Maybe you have to work. Some people do. Um, but I hope it's, it's special either way. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, everybody. And until next time, back into the darkness we go. Uh, we had another email from Rachel from Battle Clerk. <laughs> you can say I had another uh, um, email from Rachel, and I'll say from Battle Creek. Yes, thank you. The first time the out- even the outtakes cannot be put cannot in the show. Cannot be used, no. Oh, dear. Where's my mouse? Where's my cursor? Oh, God, there it is. <laughs> guilt. You're not Catholic Maybe enough for that kind of guilt. <laughs> Die Hard 2, also set at Christmas. No, it's not a f-ing Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. You know what's not a f-ing Christmas movie? Uh, we watched it the other day because Nick remembered it being it because it's set at Christmas. Gremlins. Oh, no. That is a fucking horrifying movie. It is horrifying. I am not surprised that everyone today is so shitty to each other because people in the the shit that they put on the screen in yeah. the 80s showing us relating to each other. Yeah. It was monstrous. I, people were horrible. Oh, th- this one character threatens to kill the main character's dog for no other reason than he's on her property. He's not chewing anything. No. He's just, and she describes some graphic method of death for this poor animal. In the and, children's movie. Yeah, and, and people at the bank are going, yeah, f- that dog. You know, you know I mean, wow. it was horrifying. <laughs> That's my mom. I know. Gross. That's why I said it. <laughs> this is so hard. All these Greek words. <laughs> Three. Three Greek words. God says, you know, I don't come down where you work and slap the d- out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's terrible. You never heard that before? No. <laughs> that will certainly alienate listeners. <laughs> Another hard name? God damn you, Brennan. Hawaiian. That's all no. you have to say is ha- Kauai. Kauai. That's hard to say. No. Kauai. Do not argue with me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bill's father died. In, no, see, that's terrible. I'm laughing at the name and the guy died. Yeah, let's just take that from the top. You ghoulish bastard. <laughs> nice segue. Thanks. You wrote it. The ACLU is all over you. No one said a word. I know. I, Which I, was so weird. I still I still don't understand that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm having a cold. Oh, I hate those. I did that. ate a whole pint of uh, coconut ice cream. Yep. I'm trying to. <laughs> Brain freeze or chest freeze? Chest freeze. It's going away. Is your arm tingling? It's shooting pains. Is that in? Yeah, yeah. Um, I see Jesus on a horse. <laughs> well, just don't be weird. There's no need. <laughs>
I mean, when you and I, you and I talked about doing this podcast, and then boom, like within a week, we had a logo, <laughs> we had a theme song from some Russian guy. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I, I thought we'd talk about it a lot longer. Nope. <laughs> Boom. Uh, it's better to sit here with my finger in my pee hole and just f***ing staring out the window looking at Cat's hump. I, I mean, I'm limited. I, I, I have limitations. And, mm. and I recognize that. And you agreed a little too quickly. Okay, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get through it. There's going to be shit in here that, because the script changed so much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's very much more like a... Dark Martha Stewart book than it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ghost stories of Christmas, but yeah. that's okay. Wow, my hands still smell like that goddamn barbecue sauce. Yeah, I really washed mine. Cause oh yeah, it's a strong smell. Oh my god, <laughs> that is such a dark thing to say. Well, I just couldn't think of another reason why you need your hands to be soft. What are you, you gonna give me? A... I'll give you one of these. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You're doing a lot of clicking, no, you, so I'm you, not really sure. You, you, you may go. Thank you. You're welcome. You're hilarious. I know. Ride the <laughs> into work. <laughs> Mickey yeah. Mouse is playing a mandolin. <laughs> no, that is not usually what I would say. Goofy and Minnie are waltzing in front of him. <laughs> no, I, well, I, I mean, I'll never have an erection again. <laughs> so there's that. Hooray. Uh, and the world is yeah, the world safer is safe. place. <laughs> My work here is done. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'll stop you. Not That's dressed a- like that, you will. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Chinatown reference. I'm not a racist.